Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this Made in America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say Made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> All right, now I think we're live. And All right. I would like to welcome everyone here. Uh, thank you for listening to The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Shane Patton of the Professional Kennel Club. Shane, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, Josh. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. I mean, appreciate I pre- it. I appreciate you being on here and it's not it's been kind it was kind of short notice I just talked to you on Friday or something like that and you said we'd we'd get her in on Monday. I know you're busy. I'm not going to keep you long. I'm actually busy too. I'm parked in a roadside park in somewhere in Missouri. <laughs> in I understand. Yeah. Uh, I understand 100%. Now we're 
we stay fairly busy that's for sure and always always something i wanted to get you on here because and we're going to talk about all this later but as a preface to what we are going to talk about last couple podcasts i've said some you know i've been I've kind of banged on pkc a little bit beat you up a little bit <laughs> Sure. And I want to make sure that, you know, we hear both sides and both points of view. And so I reached out to you and you said you graciously accepted and we appreciate it. But we'll talk about that, you know, coming up. But also, first of all, like I mentioned to you earlier, I want to talk about Mr. Jarvis and his his recent passing. And I was just wondering, you know, if we could what Jarvis did for for PKC and PCA and the history of all that stuff was incalculable. And I just wanted to, you know, get PKC's you know stance on that sure well he's he's the founder he's yeah. the one he's the uh, he was he was the legend i mean um you know from from a house in mississippi mm-hmm. grows to pkc of today i mean that's 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 the short of it he he had a he had a vision and gosh he had a love for coon hunting as we all know and he had a, and he had a love for competition. I mean, if anybody drew Jarvis, they knew he had a love for competition. He let them know. Yeah. You know, he was a competitor just like just like all the other members. But he had a he had a passion for coon hunting and and competition, and he put it all together. Mm-hmm. And and he had he had the mind, he had the the gift of gab. Yeah. I mean, his, his speaking ability was was through the roof. If anybody ever heard him talk. I actually think we have, um, I think Jerry Mall might have actually put it on uh, the website, his his video of him speaking at um, the uh, youth banquet yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. And, and you know, that all contributed to him being the founder of PKC. Yeah. And, and gosh, he's, he's the reason we're doing what we do today. There's no doubt. Yeah, you I mean, can't, with, we can't he, credit he, him enough. No, I mean, he... He's the whole reason that that we're having, you know, the the, the Vicksburg. Mm-hmm. The, that's that's something he always wanted to do. He always wanted competition, and he always and he and he tried to take care of the members. I mean, he was yeah. he was a absolutely a Christian man. Him and Miss Joyce, two great people. Yeah. Um. And and, and I talked to Joe. I actually went down Saturday and and got to talk to Miss Joyce a little bit. And of course obvious a t- tough time but she was she was doing good she's a strong strong woman and and because they were married for i i think somebody told me over 60 years and and i think she was behind every good coon hunter there's usually a good woman you bet um <laughs> and and uh she was she she contributed to to pkc I won't say as much as Jarvis, but she sure had a big hand in it. And and he's absolutely the reason that we get to do what we love to do 364 nights a year. Yeah. We'll take Christmas off. You bet. So, <laughs> no, Jar- he, Jarvis. He's a legend. One of my memories of him, and you talked about him taking care of the members. And uh, I didn't get to know Mr. Jarvis as good as you would or, or some of sure. the other guys that worked so closely with him did or was around him a lot did. You know, I, I listened to him speak. I listened to him, you know, when I was around him. I visited with him when I was around him, which wasn't wasn't as often as I wish it would have been. But uh, he was taken, 
entries at Salem one year. Southern and Hound Hunting Magazine is I the most comprehensive magazine that represents your lifestyle as a houndsman. If you can hunt it with a hound, it is being covered Thursday in the pages of Southern Hound Hunting Magazine. Entry deals. You also get an in-depth <laughs> look <laughs> you can at imagine the, the men and women like who fit. are and I was going to thumb through them until I found Salem and threw all the rest back. From the Rocky Mountains <laughs> so, to the Southern Swamp. And Mr. Jarvis was behind the there, ocean, and I just kept flipping through them, flipping through them, flipping through them, through them. And what they're I chasing there, I think I drug 10 the out of there and went to Salem. Go to Salem. southernhoundhunting.com. And Jarvis, <laughs> Jarvis just said, well, stick it in there and try again. You done screwed it up. Southern Hounding promoting. So he let me reach in there. Now the statute of limitations has surely gone on that now. He let me go in there and find a Salem one. I ended up winning early and losing late, but still, I'll never forget Mr. Jarvis looking at me and he's shaking his head during this whole process. And he said, you might as well just get you another handful. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's exactly right. And he, and, and like I mentioned earlier, could, could talk and tell stories behind, behind the desk there. Of course, mm -hmm. he had his chair, you know, he had yes, his, sir. he had, he had his own chair and he sat back there and the stories he could tell. Yeah, uh, you could just sit there. I wish we'd have uh, been doing, I wish we'd have been doing this podcast earlier, and I could have got Mr. Jarvis oh, in his own kitchen yeah. and his in, at his own table and sat down. Absolutely. Well, I think um, you know. I think uh, Coon Hunting University, the other podcast, yeah. I, I, I think they were going to, and I think he he kind of fell ill. Yes. Right, right at the time they were gonna, you know, they were gonna do the interview and and. You know the rest is history. We didn't. They didn't get to. Yeah. Didn't get to get it done. But the, he could tell a story. You felt like you were right there. You felt like you were in the woods with him. Yeah. And and here recently, since I started working for PKC, I, I got to kind of sit back and while everybody else was out trying to tree a coon, I was back there listening to those yeah. stories. You know, he was. Gosh, he could tell them one after another, and and the more people that came in, the more the circle around him got bigger and and the stories continued and how he was a uh, and the word legend or or goat you know is used yeah. all the time but there is without a doubt he is the legend of the sport you bet because because he's he is the one he's the one that started every single bit of it yeah and and it continues to grow to this day what like i said what he started um in his basement in Mississippi continues yeah. to grow nationwide. And we're going to talk as we speak. about the biggest money payout hunts that, that PKC's ever sanctioned are coming up here pretty sure. quick. Uh, we're going to touch on that later. And that's mm -hmm. going to talk about some other stuff too, Shane. But you mentioned while everybody else was out going to tree coons and you were, you were able to stay at the clubhouse and do stuff like that. It wasn't very long ago. You were one of me, you know, you were out there being miserable and, and hiking up these hills and, and following these dogs around. And you just started for PKC. You took over for Mr. Jerry Mall and Jerry had been there for a long time. Those are big shoes yep. to fill for Jerry. So how's Absolutely. it going? I mean, how's it different from being just a regular handler? You were a pro judge several times and all that stuff to being a PKC employee. There's definitely, it's definitely a change. Um, I was like you just said. I was uh, I was one of you out there, mm -hmm. or, or I was trying to keep you in line. One of the two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we all need help. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, it's different. I, I gosh, I've always to me coon hunting, competition coon hunting especially mm -hmm. is an addiction. I don't care what anybody says. 
if you are out there in in the driving rain and the and the snow and the wind, you're addicted to it. Uh, that's it, because that's the only reason you'd be out there is because you love to do it, and it's an addiction. I mean, that's what it is. We all we're, we're out there thriving to to see our dogs finally tree a coon or whatever yeah, yeah. it may be. But yeah. but it's um I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's been a change. I used to work at a water treatment plant. That's what my it was my job. Oh, I was running up and down the road. Yeah. And Jerry retired and Roger called and and we talked and and I've been helping quite a bit um at Salem and right. basically all the all the major events. I've been to the super stakes, the spring super stakes and the truck hunts and yeah. And I had an idea of the behind the scenes works that went on, but I'm going to tell you. Jerry uh, was a good one yeah. i don't care what anybody says they people may have a different opinion and that's absolutely their right to have that but he did a great job he kept things in order and if there was a problem <laughs> most of the time he took care of it and, yeah. and it is a lot of responsibility i don't care to i'm not trying to sugarcoat it at all it's a lot of responsibility everybody's not going to be happy when you're done. Hey, are you um, sure? You're correct. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way. Gonna you're going to have members, you're going to have members complaining. Oh, yeah, just a few. It's not yeah, bad. Is yeah. it's, it's, uh, but, uh, but you know, I, I do miss it a little bit. I won't yeah. lie. I, I miss, Hey, drawing out and getting out there and going competing. I, I hunted for David dial up until, up until I took this job. Yeah. Who, and I, I, I got to give a shout out to David too. Took care of me for my dad passed away. What will be five years ago in February, and David's took care of me ever since. And yeah. and we started running the hunts. But it's a change to to get everybody on the card and get everybody called out, and then they go hunting, and I'm waiting on them to get back. It, it's a it's a different feeling, but it's going good. I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoy talking to all the hunters you just did. about daily. Yeah. Um, and, and so far so good. You mentioned your love yeah. and your addiction for it. Uh, have you been, how, when did you start coon hunting Shane? When did you oh, first start gosh. turning I, dogs loose? I was about eight going with my dad and there was a guy who lives right here, lived about five miles from where I live right now. And he had cur dogs, mountain yeah. cur dogs. And, mm -hmm. Gosh, I can remember. They weren't worth <laughs> anything. They were. I mean, looking back, they were oh, terrible. Yeah. We we treat possums. Yeah. We we run deer. We did it all. But you know what? Golly, I was out there, and and there was usually three or four of us went. My dad, him. There's another buddy lived across the road. Went and hey, we had a big time. When and and that's first, when the when did you first start hunting with hounds, as opposed to uh, my dad actually had a hound at the time. Yeah. And I, w I would have been probably, probably eight or nine then yeah. too. It was, it was, it was not long after that he got a hound and, and the, the cur, this, this gentleman that I'm talking about had the cur dogs. His name was Mutt Raymer. He I died. Say, uh, he must be gone from this world or you wouldn't be running that man's dogs down like you are right now. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I, a, a great, a great, great man. But, but, you know, looking back, Hey. Yeah. He was a good man, not good dogs. That's but right. uh, he and then so then Dad started started messing with the hounds and and gosh it, I didn't really start. Calling, I wish I would have. Yeah. You know the youth, 
was was still going you know back then i'm not i'm not that i'll be 37 next week um so i started really competition hunting when i was about 13 or 14 started in ukc uh local clubs still got a club about two miles from my house Uh, that's where i started and then ronnie smith who lived 15 minutes from me he he was a part of the club and they were having pkc hunts and at the time you know there was a perception from the outside that pkc was gosh it was tough man dogs were mean you had to do this and that and i was scared to death oh yeah like i'm not i'm I'm 14 don't know a whole lot anyway dumb and that mindset still persists in some circles you're right you're exactly right and 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 maybe i'm biased which obviously i will be but this it's that's not the case no i hunted my first pkc hunt i was 15 when i first hunted my first pkc hunt and got this got my brains beat in you know that because it was it wasn't even it wasn't even close um but that's how i got started man we were they were striking and treeing and and the adrenaline was going and and i really thought i was doing good and i had three or four i mean it was just i had 300 minus or something um (laughs) it was terrible I, i i can't i can't even remember what i ended up with but from that from that that night on um I, I hunted PKC ever since. That's yeah. that's how that's how it all started. Uh, do you? And gosh, you, it's been good. To, do go you ahead. envy them kids? Or I don't envy them. I get mad at the kids that that win right out of the out of the get go. Yeah, absolutely. Win two or three casts in a row. I'm like, yes. you're your hose. It's not. It's not like this. I hate to break it to you. It's not like this. It's it's it's, it's like the it's like the deer hunter who goes out one time kills yeah. a 190 inch deer. It's like, yeah. but it's not that easy. No. Go out and and you win. You win two casts, but it took me a year to win two casts. You went oh, two yeah. casts the first night and got in. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, there's competition. I mean, it's fierce for oh, lack yeah. of a better term. There are, there's good handlers, good dogs. And, and I don't care if you're 15 or 55, you, you got to bring it every night yeah. or her, or, or you're not going to win. And you know there is this perception that gosh it's it's so cutthroat and it's 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 not if you know the rules read the blue book i jerry had it on his every time he made a post yep. you know know the blue book read the blue book yeah if you know it know the rules it's it's not cutthroat right. just go out there strike your dog tree your dog follow the rules Hey, it's 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 not this bloodbath that some people and it's not it's not like it was when I was younger as far as the perception, but it is still out there to a degree. And it's it's actually the furthest from the truth, in my opinion. And I think Um, I think it's even more laid back now as it was 10 years ago for and we're hunting for 10 times the amount of money. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter, boots, lights, collars and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. 
Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Absolutely. I and I mean, 20, 20 years ago when I first hunted my first PKC hunt, it was pretty cutthroat. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like a $15 entry at the local club, and they weren't letting no kid win that hunt, or they wouldn't let no UKC. They wasn't letting anybody win a hunt. They wanted to win, and, man, they were doing whatever they could do to win. Not necessarily cheating, but it wasn't, you know, just, just four buddies up pleasure hunting, striking, and treeing their dog. But now I can go to a... $6,500 entry hunt, and it is just four buddies out there striking a tree in their dog. Absolutely. I've I judged quite a few of the 6,500s and, and the other pro classics. Yeah. And, and those are probably the most laid back. And, and I know it seems it seems backwards or whatever yeah. you want to say, but, yeah. but out there hunting for 18,000, 20,000, most of the time, you don't have to do much as a judge. Tell them how much time's left and tell them what the score is. You know, that's, that's it. It's yeah. minus plus circle. Um, most of them minus their dog. Hey, stream me for a hundred, but minus me, I left. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's that simple. There's, there's not a lot to it. Um, and it's laid back. It's, it's just smooth going. And it's been that way for quite a while now i'm not going to say back in the day you know back in the glory day or whatever right. you want to say that that stuff wasn't a little more cutthroat than it is now but but in this day and age the hunts we have i think they're as laid back as as they've ever been yeah and 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 i think it's good for the sport look uh like we just talked about a 15 year old kid's got just as good a chance of winning as the guy as as the guy that's been out there for, for 30 years, all he's got to do is strike and tree his dog. Hey, yeah. the dog gets it done, he's going to get it done. Especially and now, it's... which, I mean, you look at these cats, and man, these dogs, there's not a whole lot of arguments because the dogs are never together. That's right. There's... You know, there's a dog over here a quarter mile to the right, a dog over here a quarter mile to the left, there's one in front, one behind you. I mean, it's there's not a lot to argue about. There's, there's, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing to score. You know, there's, there's nothing to, uh, no, they're not, they're not together. Is that your track man dog barking in the background? That is, that's, uh, that's not a a track man female and a, and traitor. There you go. (laughs) Uh, There's, there's not a lot of dogs are by themselves half mile apart. Hey, there's some walking. Now we've, I, I think there's, three times the walking in a cast there might have been 15 years ago but yeah. as far as uh, no they're not together go in score them hey plus or minus walk a minute let's do it again yeah um and, and i understand stuff happens where situations arise where things can get kind of kind of gummed up or whatever you want to say but 99 percent of the casts go as smooth as you could right. as you could want and 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 it and it does have a lot to do with a good judge. I understand that a thousand percent. And we have we have some of the best in the business, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, and I could go down through the list. I won't I won't single anybody out. But we've got the best there is to offer. They're dedicated. They do a good job. And and that goes a long way That's in having a good cast. Ninety percent of it absolutely and and we've all had a cast 
where things didn't go exactly right and and things may have got but but 90 percent is a good number yeah. the judge sets the standard and it's as smooth as can be and it seems like when those handlers know uh, judges all have a reputation you know we've all had the same sure. judges and stuff and when a good judge goes into a cast it's the handlers are not on edge and they're not you know they know what they can and can't do and stuff and it just seems like from the onset with a good judge you just never you know that the onset of the first five minutes of the cast is how the cast goes the rest of the two hours that's exactly right and and i use i use a example when you were in school you had the teacher yeah but when the substitute teacher came in that's right Hey, you, you yeah. might you you might throw that paper water talk when you weren't supposed to, and and but the judges we have they're they're the teachers full time. They right. when we they call the cast, they see uh, Brad Durham. I'll just use him as an yeah. example. Yeah. One of the one of the best, if not the best, judges around, yeah. in my opinion. When he's on a cast, hey, it's business. Yeah. They know they're gonna. They know if if they're a little out of line, they're probably gonna get the minus. If they, it's 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 what it's gonna be. It's right. and it's gonna be done right. It's gonna be done straight. And the the teachers in the office will say so. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I realize sometimes the the number of judges available is is an issue uh not everybody wants to judge and i understand that i completely get it not everybody is capable of judging and, and most people are honest and, and say hey look i don't know the rules good enough i don't need to be out there judging hey completely understand it you enter we'll get you a judge mm-hmm. and and judging's not easy by any means as we as you know as well as i do it's yeah. not you know it's not uh it's not something that everybody is cut out to do nor does everybody want to, but the judges we have are some of the best, in my opinion. And what we've already got in now, we've got into judges. I was going to get into this <laughs> later, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to delve deep now. <laughs> what, uh, I, like I was just at La Plata a couple weeks ago, and Eldon's mm-hmm. going through the list asking me who I thought could judge and who I thought could judge, and who, who would this guy be a good judge? He judged last night and stuff, and Eldon's trying to figure out who's going to judge, you know, in the in the early rounds for the hunting judges. Sure. And uh, I told him, I said, Eldon, if they can if they can pay a twenty five hundred dollar entry, they ought to be able to know how to judge. Uh, you know, most of these guys, there's 64 people here. They can probably all judge a cast. I said, take someone who didn't judge last night, make them judge tonight. And so he's going down the list and he looks, he goes, oh yeah, here's one right here. And he shows me the name. I said, no, not him. <laughs> I said, no, that's a bad idea. I said, don't do that guy. Then I'd go to that one. He'd say, well, he judged last night. I'd go to that one. He'd say he judged last night. But, you know, so I understand you said it's not a job for everybody and it's not. And mm-hmm. not everybody, even what makes you a good handler doesn't always mess. I, it does translate most of the time to what makes you a good judge, but you know, sometimes sure. it's, it's different. And so how do we go about maybe improving the number of judges that we can get at these larger events and maybe go from a hunting judge to a qualified non-hunting judge or go to make sure all the judges are, are better at their craft or something like that? Well, you know, one one thing, and this this is probably going to contradict what I just said. Mm-hmm. One, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> one thing, uh, how I started, and I use myself as an example. Yeah, is I don't care to tell you, Roy Trammell. He I hunted with 
with Roy a little bit and <clears throat> just around the hunts. And he said, hey, it's time for you to judge. And the first time he told me that, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I don't I don't know if I'm ready to judge or not. He yeah. said, well, you know how you're going to know? And I said, no, not really. He said, I'm fixing to show you. Yeah. And he put me on a card. And, and that's 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 how I started. And most of the time, judges who are starting out, haven't judged many casts, w- would like to judge. Mm-hmm. The cast, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to be as gentle as possible. The cast will tell you over the first few casts whether the judge is going to make it or not. Yeah. And, and I... I, that's the best way I know to put it. Um, everybody's going to make mistakes <clears throat> and everybody's human. We all are. And if you, if you get, get your first cast and you go out there and judge, you're going to make mistakes. I still make them now. I've been doing it 20 years. Yep. There's guys doing it all the time. But if you grow and continue to get better, Fix your little mistakes. And, and like I said, everybody's got um, things they do a little different as far as judging. But in, in the end, we're all after the same thing. Get it done and get it done right. <clears throat> as far as getting more judges, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I think the perception that we talked about earlier that, oh, my gosh, we're, just, we're, we're at a big hunt and they're gonna be, it's going to be tough. We need to change it, yeah. And 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 that's and saying it, you know, is not going to necessarily fix it. Hey, it's not it's not that bad. Um, I think we just need to get more guys to do it. Maybe not at the. I'm not talking about at the sixty five hundred dollar pro classic level. Yeah. I'm talking at maybe the thirty dollar level or the fifty dollar double header. We've got to get some guys who are willing to take the card and get started. Yeah. Not uh, because everybody's got to start somewhere, and you, you're right on with a good handler doesn't always make a good judge, but most of the time, what makes him a good handler will also make him a good judge. A good handler <laughs> he, knows what not only what his dog's doing in the cast anyway, but he knows what all the dogs are doing in the exactly. Cast. And exactly. He's, that's, aw- that's he's aware of the times he's aware of the scores he's aware of what he has to do to win and what he what mistakes he can make and still win or what mistakes are going to cost him to lose or anything like that exactly exactly and 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 all that all that rolls right into judging he knows what every dog's doing he knows what they sound like after the first 10 minutes everybody's got open and running he's got them picked out he knows what dogs wear he knows exactly and he also knows and, and and this this does come into effect in my opinion he also knows if he was handling what he would try to do so he knows what what that handler is trying to do whether no no matter what it is he he can you can think along with a handler hey i know what i would be doing i would be wanting to get this tree over a plaster get this get this over here get split have have you ever been in one of them smaller hunts and you know some handlers just getting ready just (laughs) just piss it away And you hear his dog treat over there, and you know he can't lose, and you know he's sitting there going, Judge, do you hear me back here? And as a judge, I turn around and say, Don't treat that dog, you idiot. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> leave exactly that dog alone. Right. He's done treat three coons. Just leave him be. You don't have to treat yes, him. Just yes. leave him be. And yes. I mean, there'll be times, and sometimes it's kids, but sometimes it's older gentlemen. I had an older gentleman down at an open hunt in Arkansas that beat us the other week, and 
he treed his dog after the five at a tree that he didn't even need to tree on. He couldn't lose. And I said, what are you doing? Yes, yes. yes. I, this is, I'll, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. We are in the Nationals. This uh-huh. is to this is to go. I believe this was to go to the finals of the Nationals. It's yeah. down to two. And, and I don't care to tell you who they are because we've talked about this story many times. Yeah. Kevin Cable and Ryan Croson. Yeah. 3D and little money. Right. And that's that's where we're at, and Kevin has got uh, two of the greatest handlers of all time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Ryan's winning the cast. I don't remember the scores exactly, but we time's ticking down. We're down to I don't know twenty minutes left. Little Money Street, and and we're walking at a good pace. Hey, it's just three of us. Mm-hmm. Little Money, if he's got a coon, he's going to the lead. Well, Kevin, somewhere along the way, we've had a lot of action. Has has got the score a little off. Yep. He thinks he's going to have to tree another one. Hey, so we are booking it, and I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, why is Kevin in such a hurry to get in here? Yeah. But hey, we're we're going at a good pace. Get in there. He's got a coon. I'm ready to cut. Well, Ryan by this time has figured out. Hey, he he thinks he's behind still. Yeah. So of course Ryan, <laughs> you know he's 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 a good handler. Yeah. Kevin cuts back loose. Little money doesn't go by, I don't know, 100 yards. Bam, loads up. We're down to like three minutes left now. Nobody says a word. Boy, he trees him. That's when Ryan lets him know, hey, you're winning. <laughs> you're winning. But if we can get in here and he leave or the two catch him or yeah. this is slick, you're not winning anymore. Yeah. And, and that's a perfect example of what you're just talking about. Long yeah. story short, we go in, little money's got another one, yeah. and it's over. But – there's there's even the the moral of the story is the best in the business sometimes just yeah. get a little bit off it happens you know done, we're, we're all done, human i've done something so ask casey stollard about this <laughs> i'm no i'm definitely not kevin cable or, or ryan Krauss and i'm by any means <laughs> but uh we're at the world hunt and casey's hunting image this was quite a while ago duds was just a three or four year old and i can't lose there's no way i can lose this cast but Im- Image had took 50 minus early in the cast that I had forgot about. And he's treed in front of us, like six-tenths away, and most of the hunt, and the hunt's going to be over by the time we get there. And so I uh, I decide that I'm going to just go ahead and treat Dudge running <laughs> with, with 12 seconds to go. Oh, 12 gosh. seconds to go, Shane. He barks, and Ronnie King is judging us. I said, Ronnie, you hear me in there? He goes, yeah, I said, tree does. And he goes, all right, for 100. And he looks at me, and Casey looks at me. He goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, you got me on the tiebreaker if you have this coon. You know? He goes, no. He goes, I'm still 50 down if I have this coon. And I about puked and he's so far away and we's walking away from him all duds had to do was get treated in that general area you know before the cast was over and i was still really good all right we got done scoring images coon and we walk out there and duds has moved like a mile right-handed oh yeah you know so it happens people make it's mistakes. easy to do yeah easy to do easy, easy to, to do. do all right what Absolutely. were we talking about we were talking about judges yes oh, one thing i was going to ask you is you went on to be a regular judge at a lot of these bigger events, the $6,500 hunts and stuff like that. But you also had mm-hmm. some, some success before you got in there. When did you start winning in PKC? Uh, I actually started hunting for Toby Bolson, who lives a couple hours north of me. Mm-hmm. He had a dog named Ransom. Yeah. Uh, 
actually came from Ryan Croson as a pup. And that was actually the first one, first dog that really, really got me in the winter circle, you'd yeah. say. Um, on the Illinois State hunt with him. Um, didn't even have a Nationals ticket until I won the Illinois State hunt. Got in the Nationals, got in the final cast. Hello. All right. You got me loud and clear again. <laughs> I got you good, man, buddy. All right. Go ahead, Shade. If anybody. Uh, now that we've got this little hiatus here, I'll just say that my podcaster ran out of batteries halfway through Shane's story, so we'll just take off take off where we left off, and that was when you started having some success in PKC. Yes, I had a hunt for Toby, had a dog named Ransom, got in the finals. Uh, the Nationals, like I said, had Barry Kitty and Sluggo in there, and yeah. that's really where it started, and then um, I had a couple dogs, got in the final top six of the world hunt with the dog I had from my dad and, and Toby had a little female. We got in the super stakes, uh, all three years had yeah. two cast wins and never could get past, That's never could to, get past two cast wins. That's hard to do in itself though. Exactly. I thought so. And then most recently, uh, uh, David Dow and Randy Morgan bought a dog and I, uh, named latch and I've had some pretty good success with him. And, and, uh, so that's, that's how it started and and that's how it's finished for now yeah so that's that was the start and and um well, tell me I, about, I did okay tell me about your national final cast oh my gosh i that if anybody ever tells you that they're not nervous in a national finals i saw i judged when jed won it with trader I, uh-huh. I judged it I'm not saying he was nervous, but if you're not nervous, he was nervous. I get, yeah, I agree. I, I agree hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. Uh, if you're not nervous and you just don't, just don't love to do it. It was, I was out there with Sluggo Payton, Charles mm-hmm. Payton. Everybody knows him as Sluggo yep. and Barry Kitty, a two legends. Oh yeah. Again, we're throwing that word around, but without yeah, a doubt, we can, we can do that with Sluggo and Barry Kitty. Exactly. And, we're we all get treated out of the truck i got 150 um sluggo i don't even remember what sluggo had 200 it, it, the long long and short of it is bill stokes is judging clayton dial's a backup judge yeah got the panel i tree another coon we can't find it clayton finally finds it and i've took the lead rat slides over trees another one he's got me down i'm down 50 mm-hmm I'm sorry, I'm down a quarter. And I've hunted this dog, Ransom, for, for quite a few years now. Probably probably two, two and a half years. And and I'm anxious. I'm adrenaline's going. I cut him loose off his last tree. We score rat. I've heard him bark probably a million times in his life. Yeah. A rat goes out there and barks, and I jump up and just strike Ransom, boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> – I just jump all over it. And Bill, Bill Stokes, who doesn't live too awful far from me, he's hunted with him half yeah. as much as I have. He yeah. said, that's not Ransom. I said, I know it's not. Well, what can we do? <laughs> he said, you're minus. I said, I completely understand. Yeah. But uh, we end up treeing – I think it was seven. We treed seven in the finals. And I end up losing by fifty. Thank goodness. If I'd have lost by a quarter, oh, that I would have been a sick. I'd have been sick. But hey, uh, it was it was a good cast. Uh, I ended up getting second. Uh, rat. I was treated at the end of the hunt. Couldn't hear him. It turned out not to matter because because rat rolled up about fifty yards in front of us with about ten seconds to go, and had another one. Wow. So 
but that was that was a good cast. That was probably as far as casts I've handled in. That's probably the most memorable one I was I was ever on. That was that was a that was a classic. That was a good one. And if you had won nationals, here's how's this for a segue, Shane? If you uh-huh. had, if you had won nationals, you would have been on the cover of ProHound. <laughs> I would have. I would have. Absolutely would have. And yes. I did. I mentioned to you before before the podcast started some of the things we were going to touch on, and one of those because, like I said, I banged you guys up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, one of the episodes of The Truth, and then I was able to be a guest on the Coon Hunt University podcast mm-hmm. with Tyler. And I did a little bit there, too. And I also said some good things. I also said, mm-hmm. I, I love you and Roger Dale and all the ladies at PKC and everybody that helps PKC. I also said that the PKC gives the hunters a, a big sense of comfort. You know, when, I, when mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere and I'm hunting for, well, here before long, $100,000. Sure. And, you know, it's a big money entry fee, and... I know without a doubt, I'm going to go to a well-run event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, everything's going to go as smooth as human beings can make it. And if I win, I'm going to get my money. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything's going to be on the up, up. Everything's going to be perfect. And PKC is the best at that as far as these money events go. And so I also said that. And mm-hmm. I also said that I got frustrated now Let's keep this in mind. Since I've done this, these two podcasts, you guys have done a hundred thousand dollar hunt, and you brought Pro Hound back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I want to say I want to say that you guys listen and be like, you know, that Josh has a good point, but I'm guessing that's probably not how it went. <laughs> and, and so I just wanted to know, you know, I, I didn't want to sound like I'm beating you guys up and I'm not giving you any chance to return fire or anything like that. But as far as canceling the Pro Hound goes, and as far as you know, the way. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Shane. I think we're in the golden age of competition coon hunting. I, I agree 1,000%. People people say dying sport. I, yeah. I, I'm there's, there's problems with anything. I understand that. You know, uh, land hunting land has become an issue, especially where I'm at locally in southern yeah. Illinois. Um, but as far as the sport itself, I don't think it's dying at all. I think it's quite the opposite. I think, quite the opposite. I think that maybe we're struggling, and not everywhere. In places at the club level, sure. And most uh, of the I guys, it. most of the guys that are making the squeaky wheel, uh, are hunting only at a club level. They're probably not sure. going to it at a national level event, and so maybe that's where the, some of this is coming from. I understand, but I just, uh, I also said that I think that uh, PKC should really be growing right now, and and mm-hmm. maybe I also said that I I'm not in Roger Dale's pocketbook, and I don't know how PKC's doing things. All I do. Sure is come in and gripe about coffee at one event every year <laughs> and maybe holler out some calves and I judge when I can and that's it. So, I mean, I don't sure. have the ins and outs and I'm not on the inside in PKC. So sure. as far as what PKC's doing uh, to grow or to, to help us and to help the members, I mean, you, you maybe you can shed a little more light on that than I can. Well, absolutely. You know, one, one thing that, that we've tried to get, we've tried to get better at and, and I think with, with Chris uh, Freiberger, who's mm-hmm. who's doing an excellent job, and the youth committee is is it all does start with the youth. Like I just talked about, I was fourteen or fifteen once, as well as you, everybody, everybody else. So yeah. we're trying to, and Amy did a did a great job. She did, yeah, as, absolutely. We're trying to take it from just a, a, a record youth world hunt, which we just had, yeah. the, the biggest ever. 
back in October, and we're trying to spread it out. Hey, we're, we're trying. I, I know you probably saw it. We're actually introduced the Youth Pro Classics, yep. uh, <clears throat> $100 and $200 Youth Pro. We actually just had our first one. Well, the first one was actually at the um, the Youth World yeah. on that Saturday night. But as far as at the club level, uh, we actually just had our first one in Ohio. Um, had 12 kids, and, and it went good. So we're trying to expand the youth program a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also – um, the, what used to be the youth handler showdown has now been done away with. And we're actually giving a ticket to the national, the, the, the big national, the yeah. overall national championship yeah. and the youth national championship to the top money winning youth each month. So we're trying to get a little more participation at, at, at that level and get the youth to come and, and give them a, 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 in my opinion, a pretty decent prize at the at the end of the month if they can be the top the top youth right. so that's where it starts that's that's the foundation in my opinion is the youth the, it, you know we've got a we've got plenty of older members and we we're absolutely going to take care of them but we've got to get some some young and upcomers in the sport and, and get them involved and as far as the older members roger and PKC did away with the with the pro hound, mm-hmm. and it was obviously with some backlash. And let me let me start by saying, in my generation, like I said, I'll be thirty seven next week. Yep. I used to look at the pro hound religiously when it came in. I was, give me that pro hound. I looked through it myself personally with the website mm-hmm. and all the tools we have today. I personally don't look at the pro hound anything like I did 10 years ago. Now the announcement was made. Roger did away with the pro hound. There was obviously some upset members. They made that. They made it very vocal. Abundantly um, clear. <laughs> abundantly clear. Yes. That's, that's a good way to put it. And there was some, some personal attacks that, that were, out of line completely and 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 that's i guess that's neither here nor there but that was no let's talk that was i mean that was ridiculous yes it is is, there's no reason to attack someone as a person because of a business decision that they made absolutely that's that's that's, it's roger's got a business to run he made a business decision and i think if you look at the announcement he made when he brought it back his exact words were i made a mistake yeah what were absolutely all human beings, and he made a mistake. He brought it back, but the personal attacks, yeah, outrageous, there, no out of hand, and ridiculous. Too. And I mean, and, I've, and called, I've called Roger Dale, and I've called you guys, and we can be critical of each other without being vicious. Absolutely, I mean, there's you, no re- you, no need for that. We have we have paying members who pay a membership, and if they disagree with something that we have done at PKC, they have every my phone number is posted everywhere. Yeah, and they have every right. To call and say, "Look, I don't think this is right," and 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 if if that happens, we will absolutely take a step back and look. And if it's something that, hey, maybe they're right, maybe we maybe we messed this up, then we'll absolutely try to fix it. And and that's that's basically what Roger did. He said, "Hey, the the members are obviously still looking at the magazine and still take prestige in that magazine yeah. more than we interpreted." Yeah. And and hey, I think a thousand percent credit needs to go to Roger for bringing it back, because yeah. 
look, he could have very well said, I've made my decision. It's done. The pro hound's done. And, and in six months, people might've forgot about it and went around about their business, but he listened, he brought it back come February. It'll be hitting the mailboxes again. Yeah. And I'm glad. Cause I'm, I just want to get on the cover one time before they cancel it. <laughs> I understand. Hey, I got on the cover finally, but it was hand it was handing Joe Manning a plaque. So oh, that's, yeah. that's all I can do. Yep, there you go. <laughs> well, I don't want to have do. to go through all the trouble you went through to get on it. I just want to win a coon <laughs> I understand a hundred percent. I understand. But you know, as far as I, I jumped on the pro hunt a little bit there. As far as what we're doing for the members, we are constantly and we get ideas from from members themselves. Yeah. Hey. What about this? Let's try this 64, whatever it may be, yeah. 64 dog. And obviously the, the the biggest hunt payout that's PKC ever ever been sanctioned by PKC mm-hmm. is happening in February. I mean, it's – to I'm, me, that's – I don't even have it. We couldn't even get a dang entry for it. <laughs> exactly. That I mean, was, it was wild. I told Jed, I said, well, let's just wait a week or two and, and see how, see if it's going to fill. And then he calls me the next day. He goes, yeah, it's full and like, another. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, never mind, the, man. <laughs> you know, the, the morning it went on sale, um, obviously, office phone went – you know, yep. the wires were hot. They had yep. to be um, sold out. At literally as fast as the girls – as humanly fast as the girls can answer the phone, it sold out. Yep. That's 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 how it went. And the waiting list grew and grew and grew and grew, and it grew past another hunt. Yeah. So give all the props to, to Michael Moody yep. and the Crowville, Louisiana crew, uh, Jesse, uh, oh, John Lively, yep. um, Casey Dooley for – um, I said John Lively, Jesse. Yes, you know, you know what I'm yep. talking about. Yep. I, I already <laughs> and, gave him uh, credit on the last podcast, so you're good. All right, okay. <laughs> um, for for getting it, getting that all put yeah. together to have another 64, and, and you know the it was it was full when we made it because the waiting list was was so long. Isn't that crazy? Um, and and there's there's still a waiting list, yeah. and and it's crazy to think. And I and I talked to Roger about this. You you. You got four thousand dollar entry fee, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Nobody is sneezing at four thousand dollars, and we've got a hundred and twenty eight people who couldn't wait to yeah. get entered, and and still a waiting list. And I asked him, I asked him this question, and and I said, did you ever think when you bought PKC that you would have, we'll say a hundred and sixty people, ready to knock down the door to give you four thousand dollars so we could hunt for a hundred thousand dollar purse yeah. and he said no <laughs> flat out no i got he I said got i one never que- thought i got one question for you yes sir. Or is someone from pkc going to be down there <laughs> yes yes i will i will be there i will be there i believe roger will be there Good. i believe mike hensley's coming you know and 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 you know to to address and i know exactly what you're talking about yes. and uh, we'll go ahead in case someone didn't hear the last podcast i was complaining because we had that 64 dog hunt at la plata and nobody from pkc was there yes and we we try to get to the major events there is as far i'm the director of field operations Mm -hmm. there's one of me and there's hunts that go on all across the country as everybody knows each each and every night and especially the weekends we try to cover the major events the best that we can 
And and I know people say, well, if you just get somebody to come to the hunt, maybe it doesn't have to be me. Maybe it can be Josh McCaleb. I'm just throwing you yeah. out there. Maybe it can be Josh McCaleb. Well, I'm the one that's still going to have to put the matchups and put the stuff on the website. Mm-hmm. So, And I understand that people want somebody there. I get it a thousand percent. I understand. But sometimes it's just not physically possible to have somebody at all of them. And I get I get everybody's concern, and we try our best to make it to the ones we can. But being at every one of those will will not be possible. And and I UKC, hey they they've they've made leaps and bounds, and I'm not mm-hmm. they've they've done good for themselves. They don't have everybody at any of them either. So <laughs> they're just it's just really really hard. Uh, well, one With thing about UKC, UKC is kind of like the stepmom because I uh, <laughs> I don't ever hunt over there, so I can't complain about them. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. It's it's um we do our best, and, and I know um, sometimes that may not be good enough. Sometimes members disagree with 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 yeah. um, what's done, but we do our very best to get to every major event we possibly can. And if I'm not there. If Roger's not there, if we don't have Mike Hensley there, then I'm on the phone with them plenty, getting the matchups, getting the results, so we can get them on Facebook, get them on ProHound as quick as we possibly can. And and I, this is not tooting anybody's horn, but I think we do a fairly good job of keeping the, um, I guess, computer coon hunters. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? Heck yeah, I've uh, been one of those at the time <laughs> of my life, so I'm not going to knock them yet. Exactly. Um, we we try to keep them pretty well informed um, on what's going on, and and uh, and again, we try to make it to the to the big ones, and and we'll continue. So we got we got plenty coming up. I know yeah. the January and February is going to be busy times. It is, and we got Pro Classics. We got the Lone Star, the Jewett Classic, the the Black Eyed Pea, all that stuff coming yeah. up, and then in yeah. February, we're, of course, we're coming up with the hundred thousand dollar stuff. Yep, yep. I got the truck hunt the weekend before yes. that, um, and and uh, so it's a. I think it's back to back to back. The senior showdown, yeah. um, Vicksburg hundred thousand yeah. dollar double pro classic, and then the winter classic, Monticello, oh, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, I forgot about the winter so, classic too. Yeah, I think we. I think February starting the first of the year. We're gonna we're gonna be rolling, <laughs> rolling right on through. We'll have we'll have plenty. Plenty of up and coming events, and and hopefully, and like I said, there. I think we're I think we're making strides. Yeah. Uh, again, we're hunting for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it, people say it. Yeah, I wish I'd aired. I wish I'd aired the podcast after the hundred thousand dollar hunt. all that stuff. I'm pretty sure you guys did all this just stuff just to spite me. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll show yeah, that well, Michaela. Show uh, you girls. Here's a hundred grand. Exactly. <laughs> well, and 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 it was. It's been in the, you know, obviously it takes time right. to, to plan all this out. And and Roger is very, very good at coming up with these events. Now, I'm, again, I'm not saying this was all his idea. And I'm not, you know, PKC is not taking all the credit for, for coming up with this idea. So yeah. don't, don't think that. But as far as coming up with an event, he's really good at it. I, I, he's, he knows exactly how to make one work and and i know a lot of people probably don't see that um but i do on a daily basis and he's good i promise you he's good and and roger 
I don't mean to jump around, but Roger tries to take care of the members as well. I know the the decision with the pro hound was a was something that people think, you know, he did uh, in spite of the yeah. members. Yeah. That and that was not the case at all. He thought that the pro hound was something that a tool that wasn't being used by a big majority of the members. Yeah. He was wrong, backtracked. So, and I know the, the perception was, Oh, Roger got rid of it and, and saving all this money and yada, yada, yada. That that's the, the truth of the matter was the tool wasn't being used. So we thought yeah. we were wrong. It was made right. And, and the world's happy now. Yeah. So I, want, <laughs> I want to give Roger Dale credit for bringing it back and you guys for bringing it back and listening <laughs> to the members and stuff like that. But also, one of the critiques that I have that I haven't expressed is sometimes a little more transparency, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I also understand decisions have to be made that are tough decisions that you don't want to just run by everybody. But, sure, you know, sure. sometimes maybe a feeling out, a feeling out process, a little longer one before a decision like that's made is better. Maybe it's worse. Like sure. I said, you know, I don't know for sure. Well, and, and the, the program magazine is, is, is strictly a business yeah. for lack of a better term. It's, you know, it's a, it's, it's something that he has to have printed yeah. and paid for and, and, and so on. There's a lot of things in my opinion that that we are good at transparency and, and again, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. Uh, the you know any rule change we have an executive committee yeah that that we run and, and it's some pretty I won't say names right now but it's pretty um, experienced coon hunters we'll right. say that right. and we bounce all kinds of things off of them constantly and I know that the Members don't see that maybe as much as they should, or maybe as much as as they want to. Yeah. But there's constantly things being bounced off, and we and we don't we don't take a lot of things to the members that the executive executive committee don't think are good ideas. It's yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like our uh, the member representation, for lack of a better term. I know we have state presidents, um, but. The executive committee is the start. Hey, this is not a bad idea. Let's take it. We yeah. we just did this this very thing with the hundred dollar open events. Yeah. Um, which the legacies in some places were struggling to fill. Yeah. Um, and clubs were were you know getting their permits for their clubs and doing all this, and then the hunts getting canceled because they only had twenty entries. Right. So we bounced a hundred dollar open event, and and I don't care to tell you one bit, Roger came up with this hey called me and said look at this i've been thinking about it yeah. it looked good bounced it off the executive committee hey i think this is a good idea bam it goes to the members so yeah. I, and i understand what you're saying with the with the transparency it's kind of hard because if you what you think is a good idea the next person may not so yeah. it, it, some of the things if we put out there some people would run with them and some would be just disgusted yeah so i mean some people are gonna uh, it's good they're gonna have a negative view on whatever decision you make and that's true yeah and then there's gonna there's gonna be some people not as many probably that think everything you do is great that's right and so i mean but like on i just think on the pro hound instance and we've seen the backlash after it was already done that maybe that could have just been prevented beforehand and i understand what you're saying Uh, and and maybe you know and and that that falls on me. Maybe I should have 
got a better feel of the members because I was, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I was under. I was shocked at the outrage, too, to be honest. I mean, I didn't I, like I, it. I, I, I thought it was a bad decision, but I didn't know. I didn't realize how many people that affected. Exactly. And, I, and, I, I wasn't even worried about the magazine. I was just more worried about how it looked, you know, sure, from what you sure. guys were doing. You know, I, I didn't. I, I told Jed, too, on the same podcast, I don't read the magazine either. <laughs> and, you know? and, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to say I don't read a, a magazine of PKC, but yeah. I because I do open it, but it's not nothing like I did ten years right. ago. Not even right. close. And and I really thought that I was in a majority, and it turns out I was in a minority. Yeah. <laughs> and and the like I said, I've said it a couple times. Took it away, made a mistake, gave it back. Maybe I should have got a better feel for the magazine and the, the participation in the magazine. Um, we thought we had a pretty good feel for the, for the members. Hey, we were wrong and it's back. So it takes a big man to admit it. when he's wrong. Shane, I may even try it someday. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. I Shane, completely understand. Shane, I know you're busy. I'm busy too, but I want to get you on here again. And, uh, talk some more pkc and just talk coon dogs and stuff too i know we're kind of up against the time crunch today sure but uh i just like i said i really appreciate you coming on here and, and giving the pkc side of things and the shane Patton side of things and yep. so uh, uh hopefully this gets the listeners to maybe get out there check out your local pkc club and uh, and quit calling shane first of all his phone ringing in the background in this whole thing it's, it's, that's that's part of it yeah, yeah hey, uh, if if you're thinking about trying a pkc hunt don't think about it go do it yes I appreciate you having me on, Josh. We sure, sure appreciate it. All right. Tell Roger Dale that, that I want some more Dunkin' Donuts coffee at the next event I'm at, and we all love him. And uh, we, all, we all, all do right. love PKC. We really do. We appreciate you all support, Josh. Sure all appreciate right. it, man. Thank you, Shane. Thank you.